Is it just baseball? Yeah, it's just baseball. Did you forget you had to do that intro? <laughs> I did, honestly. I thought it was small Friday for a second. Um, all right, here we go. <laughs> if we're being oh, real. All right, all right, you're done. That's the intro hey, for today. Hey, hey, if we're being real, it's time to get into some baseball talk. Take it away. Let's go. <laughs> Goodness gracious, we need a new intro guy. All right, so baseball it's coming up. Us. What do you mean to do one? <laughs> I said what I said. Anyways, let's dive into some baseball. So, again, it's a super long season, so obviously anything can happen. But, man, some history is being made. The Rays have one of the best starts in baseball for the first 32 games since 1900. So, honestly, I hope that they actually go out and they beat the record for most amount of wins in the MLB, and then they go and win the championship. I'm tired of teams beating the most amount of wins for a season in a league and then losing in the playoffs. Make the regular season start to mean something. I think this would be a great step. I'm rooting for you, Rays. Get it done. Flashbacks to uh, the Warriors there? Actually, I'm thinking the Boston Bruins. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, we just talked about that. So for the first 32 games of baseball since 1900, there has been three teams to start 27-5. and five. That's the 1984 Tigers, the 1911 Tigers, and the 1902 Pirates. Then there are four teams to start 26 and 6, which is the 1907 Cubs, the 1928 Yankees, and the 1939 Yankees. The last team on that list is now the 2023 Rays. Yeah, I mean, they started off hot. They've continued to keep being hot. They're doing really good. Keep it up, Rays. My biggest concern with them is that they are filled with young talent and their team is starting to get a little bit cocky. And I don't hate it at the same time if that cockiness is rooted in confidence, but the second that cockiness overcomes the confidence and they're just becoming too arrogant, they're going to start having issues. I mean, they got Franco at shortstop. He's flipping the ball to himself before he throws the first base. Okay, take it back. I don't think I'm rooting for the Rays anymore. <laughs> It's the equivalent of a bat flip in the field. Honestly, this takes me back to the Warriors. Curry used to be one of my favorite players in the league. Once he won that first championship and he won that first MVP, he started getting too cocky, in my opinion. I haven't really been a fan since, and it sounds like the Rays are having that issues, and they haven't done anything yet. We'll see how it continues, but history would prove something right here. So um, just going off of that list, we started with guys – with teams starting 27 and 5 or 26 and 6. The 1984 was the most recent, and that was the Tigers. They went on to win the World Series that year. The Yankees also won the World Series in 1939. 1928 also won the World Series. 1907 Cubs won the World Series. 1902 Pirates won the National League Championship, and there was no World Series there. So obviously they could have went on and won the World Series. The only team to not go on and win the World Series that is on that list is the 1911 Tigers. So the Rays are really set up for success this year to go on and make a hard push at the World Series. We'll see if they can keep it up. Well, now the issue is you started telling me about the things they've done. I don't know if I'm rooting for them anymore. <laughs> I'm divided. I don't like it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see if they can keep their cockiness under control and can stay a confident young team. We will just see how it unfolds the rest of the season. A lot of baseball left. Maybe they should just suspend some of the guys if they're getting too cocky for like a game or two, a little team suspension. Just take this quick team L just to move forward and be better. I mean, we've seen it in the past. Sometimes teams that are doing really good, potentially going to break history, if they lose, that refocuses them. Might be what the team needs, honestly. We'll see how they bounce back because obviously so many games left, they're going to go on and lose quite a bit of games still. 
We'll see if they can overcome that and bounce right back and get their confidence back. So let's move on to the next topic of the day. Let's talk about the standing ovation rule. Have you heard about this one? No, and I don't think I like where it's going. It never is when we start talking about baseball rules. So for those of you that don't know, Teoscar Hernandez returned to Toronto. He got traded to a new team, ended up getting a standing ovation, and did not have a penalty for a pitch clock violation. Well, meanwhile, Bellinger returned to LA, and he got a pitch clock violation while he was getting a standing ovation. So what's the difference, you may ask? Well, officially, there is a standing rule ovation that 24 hours before the game occurs, the MLB team must submit an official request to the commissioner of baseball to allow for the pitch clock to be waved off so that the player can have a standing ovation for that one at bat and the umpire is told that in advance and they shut off the pitch clock for the beginning of that at bat. I hope you heard that and I hope you didn't hurt your head. I didn't. That's just the only thing I could do. Was just smack my head. This is stupid. Just stupid. Really? You have to put it in a notice 24 hours? Come on. This is stupid. It's at the point where now that's officially taking the joy for fans out of it. When the fans at the stadium want to stand up and clap and give a standing ovation to a player that they used to love and they're showing a bunch of respect to him, why are you going to force him in the box or even worse, make the manager predict the standing ovation the days before? Obviously, sometimes that's going to go unnoticed. A lot of times you can predict that it probably will happen, but still, why are we submitting this in paperwork before the game? Come on. Right. I mean, think about it in the history of sports. There are times where standing ovations happen for whatever reason, right? And usually it's an unwritten rule between everybody. They know to just kind of relax, let things go for a little bit, let the fans cheer, let them do what they want to do. Don't be like, hey, you got to get in the box and get ready to swing here. No, this is stupid. You should just understand this is not going to be the norm. This is going to happen not that often. And you should be allowed to do it. Like you said, it's going to take the enjoyment away for fans. Can you imagine? All right, you got to stop cheering now. You got to get in the box. Like that's going to ruin the moment. Don't do it. Come on. I like how you said unwritten rule. They are trying to take all of the unwritten rules out of baseball and out of sports and put them on paper and make it official. I love some unwritten rules. Yes, they can be annoying at times, but unwritten rules are fun for the game. It's what bonds people together knowing the unwritten rules of baseball. Not only that too, but think of all sports. Think about the Lakers when LeBron set the record for most amount of points. They literally like stopped the game, like let it go. Things like this happen very infrequently, but when they do, you just got to let them happen for a little bit, then get back to it. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. Stopping them from cheering is the end of the world, though. That's stupid. <laughs> You're going to upset fans, and it's going to ruin the sports. Unfortunately, this also has to do with the pitch clock, so we're back to the pitch clock sucking. <laughs> Before we go further down that rabbit hole, let's move on to the last topic of the day, shall we? Yeah, uh, I'm a little whatever. It's something that is kind of disgusting, but also an interesting topic all at the same time. Let's get into it. So Otani's new predicted contract is coming out. Obviously, it will not be with the Angels. Everybody is speculating on where he will go, how much everybody's going to end up paying him. The numbers are quite honestly ridiculous. Right now, it's predicted somewhere low-balling at $525 million 
and they're saying it's going to go probably north of $605 million for 11 seasons. Is it just me, or when you hear these numbers and how much money these players are making for playing a game, does it just kind of gross you out? Make you not feel good? Like, I don't know, it's just that's so much money, you know? It's... I wish I could say that you are with the majority of people, but here's the issue. There are a lot of people out there online, on broadcast, talking about that he's worth more. See, this is the issue. Honestly, with how much money sports are making, yeah, he's probably worth more, right? But when these players start getting that much money and when when that much money is getting thrown everywhere, that's when you start having issues with things starting to be rigged with Fans then having to pay outrageous amounts of money for tickets to be able to watch the games, for jerseys, for memorabilia, stuff like that. There's a lot of money going into it, and that much money is just actually ruining the watchability for fans. Because, I mean, think of how much a ticket is, then go and try and get some food because you're not allowed to bring any food into the arena. You're going to be paying an arm and a leg just to go to one game. Bring back dollar dog night, baby. Well, except in Philly. No, definitely in Philly. Three more of those this year. Can't wait for them. But let's talk a little bit more in detail about this. Might as well. So Otani's kind of uncharted territory. Obviously, he is the best player in baseball. And anyone who disagrees with that right now kind of is just blind to that and showing bias. He is a two-way player, and he is out-freaking-standing. He's not the most popular player in baseball, though. That is still Derek Jeter. All right, what stat show are you watching? I mean, you hear it all the time on on sports shows. Like, Derek Jeter is still the most popular baseball player today. It's kind of crazy. I got nothing against Jeter. I think he was a respectable guy. He definitely was on a very winning team for his entire career. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, sorry, continue. Off topic, okay. So, thing about Otani is he's a two-way player. He hits for amazing power, hits for average, But he also throws and is an amazing pitcher. He is an MVP candidate at both hitting and pitching. So he is truly a two-in-one player, which I think is why a lot of people are getting into uncharted territory with this contract. Yeah, what he's doing is crazy. Um, Guys who do just one thing have tons of injuries. Hopefully he can stay healthy, keep it going. But I mean, yeah, he's doing something that you've basically never seen before except in the early 1900s. Yeah, and that's a completely different game back then. That's my biggest concern moving forward with this contract is if you're going to pay him the price for two players, which a lot of people want to do right now, they're saying pay him more because he's literally a hitter and a pitcher. I'm worried that if you put too much money in one guy and he goes down, which injuries are incredibly prevalent right now, you're losing two players with one injury. That's a scary thought. Yeah, I mean, I guess like for me, the biggest thing is too you're relying on this dude to be your best hitter and your best pitcher. Like it's, it's definitely uncharted territory. You don't see that usually. So you have to be careful because if he goes and he throws out his elbow, guess what? He can't hit for you for the rest of the year or vice versa. If he gets injured hitting, he can't pitch for you. So it's, it's a weird thing. It's an issue. Yeah. I, that's why I think putting so much money in one pot is really scaring me with that because He could go down at any time with one freak injury and all of a sudden you're technically losing two players and two players worth of money. Whereas if you're paying two players separately, even that exact same amount of money, one freak injury is not taking both guys out of the equation. And 
The other thing about all this money talk, whatever team he goes to, obviously he's going to have to go to a big market team. That means on the low end, probably the Padres. On the high end, he's going to the Yankees or Dodgers. Like, that's just going to happen. No other team has this kind of money to throw around at people. But that also leaves the team in a depleted spot to put less money in other players. When you're investing so much money in this one guy, you're not going to have as well-rounded of a team as previously. Some of the other high-priced guys want more money for the rest of the team so that they can be a winning team. Yeah, not much else to say about that. All right, we'll wrap it up. Let us know in the comments down below what you think about that contract. Do you think he's going to go for more money? Where do you think he's going to end up going? Remember to like subscribe, share it with a friend, and until next time, keep it real.